Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Sander Lanch podcast. Today, after our, our one-week break that we took, it's been more like three or four for us, we are reading Elantris chapters 36 through 41. So six chapters this time, wherein a lot of stuff happens. Freythan exits Elantris finally, which the, we spent the previous two chapters teasing uh, that fact. Rayodin learns a little bit more about what's happening to him, and maybe he's not quite as bad at dealing with the pain as everyone thinks. Serene almost has a wedding again. I think that's two almost weddings, but uh, things take a turn. She gets thrown into Elantris and meets up with Spirit and Co. and finds out a little more about what really is going on in Elantris, at least as much as any of us know at this point, right? So I am Data, and with me is... Jamie, Joe, and Dak. So hang on to something, everybody. The Sander Lanch is about to begin. Feed the fire, set me free in this city of dreams. Push my mind into overload. Hack the wire, smash the gene in this city of dreams. We'll be in So yeah, it's been a while. I hope you guys hadn't forgotten everything that we read before. What did you think of these this big old chunk, six chapters that we read this time? Yeah, so it was good to get back into it. It has been a really long time. It does feel a bit like a lifetime has passed. And I'd sort of forgotten where we were up to, so I, I sort of just skimmed the last chapter that we read. I should apologize. I have an awake baby with me who's feeling particularly chatty and against sleeping. Sleeping is for the week, so I do apologize if she starts. Uh, not again having chat yeah she's finding herself absolutely hilarious this morning so <laughs> she slept for an hour yesterday across a 14 hour period so apologies okay yeah so I had to sort of reread where we were up to and I'd sort of forgotten that Haraven had just been cured so that was a good place to pick up from and I'm glad we got that chapter when we first came in of finally having Haraven's viewpoint and yes I'm glad we were mimicking Elantrian problems not magically being converted back. So that was that was pretty good. Um, I did not expect – I know we've spoken about who else he might have poisoned and stuff, and I think Serena's name got thrown around, but I didn't expect it to happen there and so rapidly. It was like, whoa, it was a real whoa moment, and I quite enjoyed it. But I'm glad that we sort of know she's been poisoned up front. We know that it takes five days, so we know that that's coming as well. She's not going to be in there too long. And cool to learn a little bit about Rayodin's glowing as well uh, that there is something a bit different going on with him than there is for anybody else which I'm excited to know a little bit more about and you know is that because of his aeon magic that he's working through or is that because he became an Elantri in a different way maybe or we, we don't know so yeah really good read I enjoyed the chapters it was good to sort of check back in with everybody again and yeah looking forward to seeing what's coming up next because we really don't have that much longer to go so I think things are going to yeah, happen, right. with, particularly with um, T.O. and Aralon, and, you know, maybe we've got a bit of a war going on coming up soon. So, yeah. Yeah, I think after this episode we have one, two, we have four more. So, yeah, it's not a whole lot left. No. Wow. Yeah, and you make a good point about, like, we know, like, Serene's in now, but we know that there's a time limit. There's a ticking clock on how long she's going to be in there. So you wonder, like, what all can uh, can go horribly wrong while she's gone for five days or whatever. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, these chapters, um, I agree with Jamie. It was good to kind of get Hraithan's perspective. So we kind of remembered, uh, for us at least, we remembered what's going on. He he uh, gets better. And uh, the, the I find it really interesting, the part where Hraithan goes back to the chapel. And I guess Diloff was going through his stuff, but Diloff did not discover the Seon. And so then, you know, that got me to thinking, oh, yeah. Serini has a say on, and that is addressed. So that was definitely, I'm, I'm definitely glad we got to the part where they actually address that. Like, yeah, her seance not crazy. It hasn't gone mad. That like should be the proof basically that, that she's not actually been taken by the Shayad because her seance right. hasn't gone mad. Pretty big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and I guess she just hasn't put that together and they're, they're just kind of shrugging their shoulders. Like, yeah, this is weird. I don't know. I'm fine. And, and so th- that was a little, a little strange. I'm, I'm disappointed that Raiden didn't just tell her who he is now. Cause really, what does he have to lose at this point? Uh, like, as far as he knows, she's here to stay. Mm-hmm. So really, what is there to lose by telling her who he really is? I, I, uh, so I'm just a little confused as to why he chose to lie and say he was somebody else. But, uh, but yeah, overall, uh, these chapters were, were good. I'm glad that we're kind of, it feels like things are finally the wheels finally starting to turn um maybe we'll just keep picking up speed which would be nice yeah i kind of feel the same way about the the Raiden thing although honestly i felt that way to some extent from from when they first came into elantris and like his friends yeah. and serene were all there and i was just like why are you not telling them i mean okay maybe you get yeah. a couple of excuses but i feel like there's not really a big reason not to and now there, there's even less reason it's just one of the, it feels like one of those keeping secrets for the sake of this drama mm-hmm. of the story type things, but you know. Well, and I think at first he was sad that none of them recognized him. And so he didn't want to, you know, at a certain, at a certain level, you have to think they don't know, or uh, Raiden doesn't know that there was a funeral for him and that no one but his like family knew that he was taken by the Shayad or his dad. Oh, or that's a fair point. Yeah. So you have to think like, maybe he's kind of sore about it. Like you're not even interested in looking for me and you definitely don't recognize me. And he probably didn't also want to be like, Hey guys, it's me. Cause that would be probably awkward and painful. And, and he was <laughs> trying to, he was trying to use at first, he was trying to use his alter ego in order to get somewhere. And, you know, if word got back to his dad that he was telling people that he was in there, then, that probably would have been good, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I was disappointed. I'm just like, really? I mean, she's there with you now. You might as well tell her. Yeah. These chapters are, I, I agree with Joe. I think like the wheels are finally starting to turn, like things are heating up where you're really getting into the meat of it now. So I guess with only four episodes left to go, that was kind of inevitable, but uh, yeah, no, a lot happened. Like absolute power move by Brayton to get Serene spiked right in the middle of her wedding, or at least that's when it would take effect. So yeah like how crazy is that jeez like mass like because you think about all the other people aside from Raythan himself like anyone else who was taken by the shayad it was kind of just it just could have happened overnight and it was always hushed up um it wasn't until Raythan and now serene serene that uh it's happened in in view of everyone and like became a public spectacle which is just like seems like it's broken some sort of taboo even though no one really had any control over it so that was just yeah really really shocking moment Iodon's little like fuck you from the from beyond the grave with his will and how the <laughs> kingdom works now it's like oh you smart son of a bitch <laughs> like oh yeah okay 
absolute ballsy move, and I can't, I could never stand the guy, but I respect the audacity of uh, that little move. Like, okay, cool, you 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 had an ace in your sleeve, sort of, I guess. So that that was kind of that was interesting. It was a uh, yeah, I, I liked picking that apart. And yeah, now it's, now Serini's in Elantris, and like, I can't wait to see where things go from there, especially with Aish, uh, you know, obviously still intact, and Hraithen knows that there's a limit on these things and he knows how long that is. So he's got to have his own plans to go ahead as well for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, as far as the Raiden not telling her who he is, honestly, I think that I'm getting the impression that like he has the same sort of self-esteem issues that Serini has, like where he's constantly talking himself down and he's not as important. And maybe that's why he's not telling people who, like who he is. Cause he doesn't want to, doesn't want them to know that he is Prince Raiden because he thinks Prince Raiden is a failure. And so he doesn't want other people to see that in him. I think ultimately mm. he's just, he's like the last few chapters, he seemed really down on himself as a person in the same way Serini has. So maybe he's just hiding his identity because he's just like, I don't have to be the prince anymore. I can be someone who actually succeeds at things. Yeah. That that might be me reading into it, but that's the impression I got. He just seems, yeah, he's really down on himself as a person. So maybe that's why he isn't telling anyone who he really is. Mm. Yeah. We have noted some of that in the past, like this kind of, parallel thing that the two of them have going on so maybe he'll maybe he'll cheer up a little bit after now knowing that it's like oh what's happening to me isn't exactly the same as everyone else and it's not just the pain and i'm not good enough i don't know yeah we shall see i guess so okay i guess let's get into these chapters so we start out with harithan on his uh his fifth day and I like he, he he's had nothing to drink for five days because he just assumes there's obviously going to be no water to be had here so he's kind of uh, he's kind of in a bad state to the point where he starts having hallucinations, and then he starts to remember decor, the, our mystery monastery that we don't really know anything about yet. The, the hollow cells of the monastery screams echoing through the black stone hallways, solemn I'm usually, chanting. Sorry, I'm I'm usually not a I can't even think of the word. I'm not a uh, I'm not super picky about pronunciation, but I always. Like I heard it as Dakor. Like it made it sound like more sinister. I feel like what Blood do we plans. know? Got it. How, yeah. Do we know uh, how it's pronounced? I don't know that that was in the pronunciation key because oh let me see I'll, I'll check but I don't. I mean know. it's a place so yeah I don't know. Yeah and the thing is that it's a it's a most of the pronunciation stuff focuses on the aonic pronunciations but that's a fjordal mm-hmm. word so no I, I gotcha interesting yeah so I don't know Dakor. There's bestial agony and chanting at the same time, and it's he remembers himself kneeling in a cell no larger than the closet, yeah. knowing that they would come for him. If there's anything I love, it's bestial agony. Okay. No, um, that's, a, that's not true. Yeah, dinosaur erotica. Got it. Yeah. Oh, no, Jesus. Man. Love me some dino, <laughs> dino DNA. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, God, no. I watched, <laughs> I watched, um, the, uh, the movies that made us and, and Jurassic Park was on that. And, uh, oh, that was a good episode. It was, yeah, it was enjoyable. I keep meaning to like watch some of that, uh, and I have never gotten yeah. around to it. You should. The Die Hard one's good. I have heard that. Yet. But we find out, I don't know that we find out much more about Decor here, except that he says they train demons. So, all right. I'm sure, that won't come into play anywhere in the rest of the book. And so at some point, his delirium kind of breaks for a bit. And he realizes, hey, he's healed. It finally wore off. He was beginning to think Fortin had forgotten to make it temporary. 
And so he, he stands up, he's all weak, and he's, he's like, I still, I'm still going to die if I don't get something in me soon. So he, he screams out, Behold, witness the power and glory of Jadeth, I have been healed. And there's no one on the walls <laughs> to hear it. Is this thing on? Oh, that sucks. He's like, wait, the guards are always there. Where are they? Like this one moment that I need them. <laughs> I, I just love imagining him being like, behold! And there's like, no one's hearing him. <laughs> the world of tomorrow. <laughs> Shut up, Carl. Or whatever that guy's name is, I forget. That was Terry. Terry. Mm. Yep, definitely uh, Terry. He's like, oh, crap. Name. These guys never leave, except apparently they have. What am I going to do? I'm going to die. No one's here to open the door now. But it turns out that the captain of the guard and a few dudes were outside the door and managed to hear him screaming through the thick oak door. Or wood. I don't know if it's like what kind of wood it is. They've opened the door just to go, yo, keep it down in there. <laughs> Shut up in there. Yeah, so uh, they open the door and they're like, oh, holy shit. You, Zap Brannigan's like, you have been healed. And uh, <laughs> and Harithan's like, yeah, you know, Lord Jadeth. Duh, obviously. I forgot we were calling that guy Zap Brannigan. Yeah. And uh, he turns around as they are letting him out, and he's like, "Enjoy your damnation, you freaking Elantrians!" <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically throwing a petty middle finger at them. Yep. Yeah. Like, fuck off. <laughs> Keep the change, you filthy animal. Elantris, one star, would not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Airbnb ever. <laughs> and so, Raiden's uh, like, "So why are none of your people here?" And he's like, oh, well, they're all protecting the new king. He's like, wait, new king? What? Oh, you, you've missed a lot, man. Yeah, Lord Tellery rules now. Or at least he will when Iodon's funeral is over. And Raiden's like, holy shit, how did I miss such, so much stuff in five days? It really does seem like a lot happened in the five days since he <laughs> went in here. Yeah, good old Zap's like, baby, it'll blow your mind. <laughs> oh, gosh. And he's like, okay, fine, you can explain to me on the way to the chapel. And so he's just like, oh, no, I'm going to walk. And we're going to people are going to see and they're going to follow like everyone's going to be like, holy crap, look at him. He's healed. And so he gathers a big crowd on his way to the chapel. And then he, he starts yelling out like, hey, everyone, check it out. No, yet ye, know ye this day who is master or Jadeth is the only God. Here's the proof, which we talked about this before. Like, it, it's pretty convincing for these people who, uh, you know, for 10 years. This only worked one way. You went into Elantris, you did not come back out, and here's a guy who has been healed. So it's hard not to be convinced. And he gets yeah. back, strolls into the chapel, and uh, or uh, strolls up to the chapel, and there's Diloff, like, holy crap. <laughs> like, holy crap, you're back, or holy crap, I've been rummaging through your stuff. You can find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit of both, right? Uh-oh, I stole his Jadeth parchment. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> Oh, man, I stole his stationery that said, from the desk of Gjorn Hraithen. He's going to want that back. <laughs> oh, no, he's going to be he's going to find out I've been sleeping with his Sayon box like a teddy bear. It's a little bit <laughs> weird. <laughs> but I think Diloph tries to play it off. He's like, hey, I'm I'm sorry I doubted you. I thought that Lord Jadith had cursed you for incompetence. But now <laughs> that I see that your faith is that's such a nag. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, I, I I apologize for everything, but I'm still just going to tell you, you're kind of a dick. Oh, my God. And then uh, he's like, uh, I'm, Raiden's like, yeah, okay, I accept that apology, that super half-assed apology, and uh, just have more faith in the future. I just love the bit where it's like, your apology is accepted. He's trying to keep the fatigue from his voice. He's just like, 
Oh, I still have to fucking deal with you. God damn it. And really, he's just like, he can tell that uh, as Diloph moves off that his look is still not respectful enough. He seems more confused than anything. And he's like, I'm too tired to worry about him at this point. I'm just going to go. And so uh, he gets to his room and all his shit is just thrown in the corner, piled up as if waiting to be hauled away. And he finds the box that his say on is in or the trunk. The lock has been broken open. And he pulls out the steel box from inside, which is covered with scrapes and scratches and dents. Somebody's been really trying hard to get this open. Like the levers are bent, the dial's stuck. Ugh, deal with this all the time at work. People don't know how to open their safe, try and get it open. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, that probably makes it worse. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, I mean, I shot the lock, but that didn't work. So, uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's when the bullet ricocheted, hit me in the leg. That's why I got these crutches. Um, <laughs> so uh, can you get it open? I did that's that. Gonna, that's going to cost extra, buddy. <laughs> for bullet holes yeah yeah i did uh not not shooting it in things but one i had a computer once and i had to open up for some reason i cannot recall if i was putting something in or taking something out or what the deal was but i could not figure out how to get it open like eventually it turned out that it was a super simple thing like you pull this thing and it just slides off but i could not figure it out and i was just like screw it and i just like bent it open and kind of ripped the the thing off oh jeez. Which, yeah, long term, that wasn't uh, the best, but I got in there and then once I could see the inside, I could see where, oh, OK, so if that slides, then it would have opened. And here's where, oh, <laughs> that was just a big thing right there that I should have seen. Oh, well. oh no, I avoided the warranty. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, he gets the box open and the seance pops out and he's like, so has anyone opened this box since I last spoke to you? And the seance says no. And he says, good. And that's the end of it. Also. He's got his, his his potions there, his Elantrian making potions. Like, he had three left over, but two of them are busted. So Oh, yep, yep. So he doesn't have any more now that he spikes Serini. That's, that's it. That is good to know for our purposes, unless he orders more from Fortin. Yeah, you know, he scoops it up out of the box. <laughs> well, true. the box and pour some out, yeah. But he wakes up, and he calls forth one of, uh, one of his people, and he's like, you were trained at Wrathborn, right? And the guy's like, oh, yeah. He says, good, good. I have need of your special skills. And the guy's like, oh, sweet. Who's it for? Like, uh, that's the assassin school. So this dude is just, uh, he's ready to go. And I don't know. What did you guys think at this point? Like, did you realize what was going on? Or do you think he's actually going to have him kill somebody? Or I was wasn't, expecting him to kill. Yeah, I wasn't entirely sure because, you know, he just looked at the potions. So I, I, I that kind of was a thought. But I was like, well, maybe he's going to. Use the potion later, and right now he's going to have him kill somebody. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Fair enough. It's like, there's an interesting little note here as well. It's like, I don't, I don't know if we knew this, like, Hraithen got kicked out of Darkor or, like, couldn't couldn't hack it at Darkor and went to Gajan Monastery instead. I don't think it told us where he went, but I'm pretty sure it did tell us that he left early, basically, from uh, Decor. Uh, yeah, I just I I, th- I vaguely remember that. I just don't know if they told us that like yeah. why if it was a oh yeah he actually uh, it was too much for him he couldn't do mm. it there or he just left early because like he had to leave early for some reason. So I think it did say in the chapter that he where he was sent and it was because he couldn't cut it. I think was the uh, okay phrasing used like he couldn't cut it in Dakar. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says here. I just wasn't sure if that came up earlier place is pretty messed up you know yeah he's not fit to be a demon yeah apparently not from the brief description we've gotten so far i'm like no that place sucks you were you were smart getting out when you did 
I don't want to be in a closet room with screaming down the hall and shit. Fuck that. Nah, that doesn't seem good for anybody. Yeah. No. So we start out Rayodin's chapter with it, it just it's hitting him, the pain, and he's like screaming and it's not fun. And it gets very it's very descriptive of stuff that doesn't really make that much. It's like he it says he felt it, this enormous slick surface without crack or cavity in the back of his mind. And it's just it's getting very, very like, uh, I don't know what the word I'm trying to think of is. It's very there. It's very illustrative uh, of something that's hard to illustrate. It's descriptive. Yeah. So They're I guess painting a word picture. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's feeling the door, basically. And when he kind of comes to, Galadon and Karada are there. And Galadon's like, holy crap, what what was that? What's going on? And Ron's like, I'm fine, man. It's it's fine. And Galadon says, what happened? And he goes, well, it was the pain. It was just too much for me for a minute. I'm fine. It's it's retreated. And Galadon's like, what, 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 what do you mean? You know, the pain from my cuts and bruises and stuff. The stuff, the thing we, we all have here in Elantris. And Galadon's like, that's not... It doesn't come in waves and recede. It, it just it's always the same. That's not how the force works. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the part where Gaudan gets to it's like, no, nah, dog, you were glowing. Uh this is something else. Yeah, Rayodin's just insisting, he's like, No, this is how it works for me. I mean, it's you know, that's just the way it is. And Gallon's like, Well, not only have you not accumulated enough stuff, but uh Karata's like, My prince, you were glowing. Gallon's like, wait a second, what? I was doing who? Uh <laughs> And Galadon's like, yeah, I mean, I, I like the way Galadon says it. Like, Karada, that's pretty much the first thing she says. It's like, dude, you were glowing. And Galadon, when Rodden says what, Galadon's like, well, yeah. Yeah, like after you clapped, you began glowing like an Aeon. As if like, he didn't bring it up earlier in the conversation. It's just an afterthought. Like, oh, yeah, she's right. You were glowing. He's worried, he's worried about his buddy. He's like, are you all yeah. right? I think that's I think it's a perfectly fine place to lead with. Yeah, that's fair. Has he been glowing this whole time? Or is <laughs> yeah, maybe just development? It's a good question. Maybe it's I, I don't know if he's been around anyone else when he has had these attacks before. So, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It seemed like it's intensifying, at least. I mean, of course, it doesn't describe it here in this part. But later, when Serini's holding him and it happens, it feels like it's more intense than this time, maybe. I don't know. I feel like he yeah. says at that time, like it's been happening like more and more. So it's more often, at least, which I don't know. It's hard to say what's going on with this dude. And Rodin's like, it's like the door is trying to come through me. Why me? And Galen's like, well, you know, uh, some people are closer to the door than others. So in Elantra, some could create more powerful aeons and uh, seemed more intimate with the power. And Karada's like, wait, and also you practice with the aeons constantly. So which gets Rayodin thinking, like they said that like the most powerful Elantrians were the first to fall during the Rayod. Like they didn't even fight when the mobs burned them. And Galen's like, almost as if they were overwhelmed by something. So maybe there's a relation here. We still don't know for sure, but... Of course, our main character is going to have the highest midichlorine count. <laughs> right, obviously. Yeah. The, the effort of going Super Saiyan is slowly killing him. On the other hand, and then Galen is like, well, maybe it'll be fine. I mean, the Gjorn got healed. Maybe, you know, something's changing. And Rodden's kind of doubtful. Like, yeah, I mean, if he was healed. <laughs> He's like, look, man. I seen some shit. That guy wasn't healed. Something else going on. Rowden thinks that maybe Viking Pope arranged for him to be like removed from the city to prevent the shame of right. what happened. I like how it, it's kind of almost sad at this point because Galadon, the Duladel who hates the Fjordal Empire, is like wanting to believe that the Fjordal God healed him. 
It's mm-hmm. like he's will for that hope. He's willing to turn away the hatred that he had for those people to be like, well, maybe maybe there's something too. Good old Judas. Right. It's like if that, if that's what it takes, then I'm in. Uh, I don't like these dudes, but uh, I don't like being Elantrian even more. So. Go Jadeth, maybe? Mm. <laughs> There's an interesting note in the annotations here where he's like, another nod of thanks to my thesis committee for their suggestion in this chapter. In the original version, they never discuss Hraithan being healed in this chapter. It's not even mentioned. And so the committee's like, I mean, they would be talking about this, right? Like, you can't just not have them say anything. Considering, like, that's how their last chapter ended. Exactly, yeah. Good for good, good for having a committee review your work, I guess. <laughs> And then uh, that's pretty much the end of this chapter. That's a pretty short one. We've moved into a section of the book where Raiden's less is happening in Raiden's chapter for a couple chapters. So then we move to Serene, who uh, is watching Hraithan as his crowds get bigger and bigger. And she's not super happy about it. She's sitting here like, it must have been a trick. And Luke was like, well, yeah, of course. If we thought otherwise, we may as well join Shootereth, right? And personally, I look horrible in red. And Serene's like, yeah, your face is too pink. Which was... <laughs> All right. It's like, okay, rude. Uh... <laughs> and it's like, now that comment, knowing what's about to happen to her and the colors she's given. Oh my well. gosh. I didn't even think about that. That's hilarious. Uh, but no, Shudin, uh, Shudin is the only one who's like, maybe it wasn't a trick. I mean, why wouldn't uh, his god help him? Religious exclusivism is a Karathi and Durathi addition to Shukesig. They're, they're trying to offer explanations and... Um... Lugal suggests, oh, maybe the priests were in on it. And Shudin goes, oh, have you ever tried to bribing one of those? And Lugal's like, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I just want to know, okay, what the hell happened there? Right? Is this how he got that sour melon trade? Ooh, he's bribing. Well, no, th- that implies that, like, the bribe was unsuccessful, though, so. Yeah, okay. And then, like, we get to the end of the section, and they're done talking, and then Lugal's like, what do you mean my face is too pink? He asked in a hurt tone. <laughs> Oh, goodness. And then we meet the patriarch of Shu Keseg. Serene and Shuden and Lukal and Iandel have gone to the boat to meet up with him. Gilderoy Lockhart, the priest. We get it. Yeah, yeah. I could, yeah that's a good comparison. Why are we hoping that he would be the dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's going to be hippie, this guy is, hippie pope. This guy's very undude like No, he's definitely not his dudeness or El Duderino if you're not undude. into the whole preppy thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This dude does not abide. A yeah. He's like he's like a uh, if if to make another comparison for my Final Fantasy fans out there, he's like an uncool, un not even devious Seymour. Seymour. That's Fantasy exactly who I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah. It's just he's not he's not quite there. Uh, Maester Seymour. Yeah. So, Sinal, Sinalan, I guess is his name. And he, he's coming up. He's like, oh, your highness, it's been too long since my old eyes beheld your sweet features. And Serene is like, uh-huh, yeah. This guy is not very old, actually. But he's always trying to make himself seem more aged and wise than he really was. And uh, she says, all Verilon is blessed by your presence. And he nods as if to say he understands just how, understands just how fortunate they are. There's a note in the annotations where it says, <laughs> in the original draft, when she says, all Verilon is blessed by your presence, he says, I know. <laughs> and uh, his editor Aww, thought that that was that a little in. bit overdone, so he cut it. Aww. <laughs> it's like uh, Patriarch. I'm a big fan. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. Actually, no, no. The God Captain is Zap Brannigan. This guy is Zap Brannigan. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Come, you may show me to my lodgings now. <laughs> but Brandon says, in my mind, the patriarch is overdone in cliche. So, like, sure. that was a good thing. It's part of his character. I mean, his name is the patriarch. Hello, patriarchy so overdone. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways, uh, Sinalon is disappointed because only barons and counts have arrived. And uh, she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, Duke Royal, uh, he was going to come, but he's busy getting the king's funeral ready. And he says, ah, it's Sinalon says his luxurious hair waving in the sea wind. <laughs> it's just so. Oh, gosh. Mm, certainly something. I bet that's a wig. Yeah, he's like, show me to your lodgings. And then we cut to Lucal later and he's disappointed and Serene's like, what do you mean? Well, like, you know, he's not what you expected. And Shudan's like, no, uh, after how you talked about him, Lucal was really hoping there was, it would be more entertaining. <laughs> and she's like, just because I don't like him doesn't mean that I'm going to make a scene. I was one of Father's chief diplomats, remember? And Shudan's like, yeah, uh, by the way, your analysis of the patriarch's personality seems to be accurate. Don't know how that guy got chosen. And it turns out that Viking Pope was is, uh, super young and uh, apparently very handsome. They say so when it came time for Shu Keseg to get themselves a new leader, they're like, or uh, no, sorry, Shu Keseg is the other one. Shu, Shu Korath. Korath. Dareth. Yeah. Korath. Yeah. No, yeah, Dar- Dareth is Viking Pope. So when Kor- Shu Korath right. had to choose their new leader, they're like, we want someone just as young as him, if not younger. <laughs> Show how hip Makes we are. No sense. No. I just want to. I, I like. I just imagine a bunch of old. Like, it's just giving me, like, Catholic vibes, a bunch of old cardinals sitting around a table discussing, and then they're just like, we want the new guy to be sexy. Sexy, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) Just as sexy as that Jadith guy. We need to appeal to the young people and their TikToks and their urban (laughs) dictionaries. That's right. Those damn TikTokers. I don't know what they find so fascinating about clocks anyway. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, she says that uh, Wolfden is said to be one of the most handsome men to ever take the throne. And the Karathi leaders wanted someone equally impressive. And Lukal snorts and is like, okay, look, handsome and pretty are different things. Half the women who see this guy will love him and the other half will just be jealous of him. He's too pretty. And the whole time Eendel's like in the corner, just getting paler and paler, like, oh my gosh, this is, you can't talk about the Pope like this. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I'm sorry, Eendel, we'll try to be more respectful. Not like his looks are important anyway. I'm more curious why he came. And everyone is uh, curious about why he came, I think. We're going to find out. So this uh, this part at least answers one of our questions about what, what happened with Eshin. It says, the king has no obvious heir, and Eshin left, was left completely unhinged by her husband's disgrace and death. Perfect excuse for no one to be looking at her while she buys her time to plant <laughs> the knife in everyone's back. Oh, that Eshin. She's pretending to be crazy. Crazy like a fox. Ish is the one who brought down Elantris. It all fits somehow. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, so apparently Omen has requested that they not use the Karathi chapel for the uh, the funeral after what Iodon did. So they have it in the throne room instead, which is the same place they're going to have her wedding. So that's a thing that's happening. Can you at least move the coffin out of here before, like, before we start? Right? Yeah, so they're going to have their wedding straight after the funeral. Yeah. Like, that's some timing. Uh, like, it points out that Royal just, he went ahead and just bought decorations that were good for a we- <laughs> funeral or wedding. Like, why waste money on hey, extra flowers? He's a frugal guy, that, that Royal. Yeah. 
So it's, she she walks in and all the nobles are kind of like they it says they now regard her with something akin to awe, manipulated the king, made a fool of the king, toppled him from his throne, and and remember it's been like two months since she showed up if that so um was it like five weeks or something the last time we heard so it, it's not been uh, she accomplished all this very quickly she see tell she sees Tellery there and he does not seem as frustrated as she thought he would be so I wonder if Tellery knows anything about what's gonna happen. Maybe, maybe Hraithan and him have had some talks. I mean, they say that later in the chapter. Oh, did they? they did. Okay. Yeah, Hraithan, like, after she's taken away, I, from Hraithan's perspective, it's like, you know, I told that Tellery his patience would be rewarded if he didn't, like, try to stop the wedding. Mm, yeah, that sounds familiar now. So Royal gets up to talk about Iodon, and it's a weird funeral because he ends his speech by being like, so let's just not speak ill of the dead. Okay. I mean, Domi will see to his soul. That's not our business. I don't think I've ever been to a funeral yeah. that ended like that. So, <laughs> Well, you know, I don't think you've been to a funeral of a guy that sacrificed humans. That's yeah. Okay. Fair point. All right. Uh, everyone. Yeah. We all know why we're here. I was a shit <laughs> King and he got naked and killed people. Look, we all make mistakes in our youth. <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> so let's just try not to think about it. Just like be happy that he's gone yeah. without cursing him openly. How's that sound? Uh, just everybody be cool, you know. Just, uh, just this isn't this isn't what Domi wants, you know. <laughs> everybody just, uh, you know, smoke another J. And let's all calm down. Oh no, see, dude, Pope is not here, or else he would have said that. No, I, I feel like Royal is the dude. Oh, okay. Interesting. Except he's really, really frugal. And old. Well, the dude was, Man, really dude was kind of old. Didn't didn't the dude use like a check to pay for milk? That doesn't mean he was frugal. That means he's poor. Yeah, he was just broke. Yeah. yeah. Broke he had no AF. job that I that we we could ever tell. Yeah. I, no. And somehow he continued to afford to go bowling, which you know, <laughs> in in the early '90s, not an expensive hobby, but still. You know, Donnie was fronting that. You think so? He when they the all cash. have to, pull, he did. Ha, Donnie had the most money when they all had to pull cash out of their pockets, but it wasn't by like that much. No. Like I think I, I think the I, dude had like four bucks, and Donnie's like, I've got like sixteen. <laughs> I feel like Donnie was, and, and you know they never say this, but I feel like Donnie was like on disability or something. Yeah, I can see that. Well, I don't know. We never found out because anytime he tried to talk about anything, Walter would tell him to shut up. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But in fairness, he was out of his element. Yeah. <laughs> I, he, he, I am the walrus <laughs> yeah he said that a bunch <laughs> not john lennon <laughs> oh gosh um but yeah so after after royal gives his eulogy uh pretty pope i don't know what we want to call this guy exactly sinalan is an annoying name uh but he, he, he kind of pops up he's like can i can i say something and they're like well yeah <laughs> go, no go <laughs> no it's like no your holiness you shut up and sit down this man didn't practice your religion. We found that out. That's how he died. Mm, no shit. Yeah. They're just like, hey, why don't you take a vow of silence and shut up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. See, that's the kind of thing that Luke will expect Serene to say when this dude showed up. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it didn't happen, he was unfortunately. Disappointed. Yeah. That would have been good. So we found out 10 years ago, Idon came to uh, to this guy and left him this this thing to be read either after his death or 15 years after its creation, whichever came first. And basically it says up till now, we've had this whole thing where, you know, the richer you are, the more noble you are as of right now, that's gone. All noble ranks are now frozen 
and will be handed down from generation to generation, just like other countries do it. Here's a new set of rules patterned after what they use in Tiod for all that. And Royal's like, that's, oh my gosh, he knew. He he knew the system wouldn't last, but he wanted it to be that way. He wanted everyone at each other's throats so that only the strongest or most treacherous would survive. So he wasn't a complete idiot. He was just most of an idiot, I guess, maybe. Right. I mean, he wasn't an idiot. He was just an asshole. Yeah. Well, except, I mean, Serene points out a lot when they're trying to overthrow him. It's like his system has just fucked up this country and like made things worse. So he was not like a competent ruler. Yeah, sure. I don't know that this fixes that much, but maybe a little bit. And Shuden's like, okay, so does this change our plans? And Royal's like, no, actually, this makes it better because Serene will now be like the continuation of this house. So it'll make our claim to the throne all the stronger because none of the nobility will try to oppose it now. This is what they all want is stable titles. And so if they try to like overthrow that immediately, it'll be putting their own status into question. And I guess Eandel soldiers are the ones who are carrying the casket out. So no, uh, his no buddies to be pallbearers for uh, old King Iodon. Well, Royal was his cr- closest friend, but Royal will probably say, look, man, I'm going to throw my back out doing that. So Right. I got to get married in a, in a little bit. So <laughs> what can I tell you? All right. Get that corpse out of here. I need to get married. <laughs> so yeah, they go out, they watch the coffin be put into the ground and dirt thrown on top. And then they kind of turn around and they're like, OK, it's time to get ready. And so we get Serene preparing herself in the Karathi Chapel. Head draped head to foot in white. She the, the dress is very high necked, long sleeves, white gloves. And I don't know if anyone else if anyone caught on to this, but this is totally preparing you for the fact that no one will notice that she's changed until she raises the veil because no one can see her skin. Mm, yeah, I didn't think about that. And she sits there and she's praying and she's uh, <laughs> Domi had answered her prayers and delivered her husband. Just not quite what she had expected. Maybe I should have been a little more specific. <laughs> Oh, man. And she ends her prayer by just saying, please let us be happy. So that's nice. Her female attendants are waiting for her. Casey gets to be one of them. This is looking very solemn in her little white dress. And Royal, when they walk into the throne room, is wearing a white suit. So it's a very white affair. Little Father Omen is going to do the wedding. And Sinaland is standing off to the side, kind of annoyed that uh, <laughs> he w- he wasn't asked to officiate this wedding. <laughs> Who would you rather officiate, Uncle Ira or Zap Brannigan? Right. Yeah, it's not a tough choice. <laughs> even, even the Gjorn had showed up. So that's nice. Uh, you know, Harithan uh, wants to go to the wedding. We all know why he's there. Yeah. Right. I mean, we do now. Mm. It's like, did, did you bring a present, Harithan? You know, um, maybe set a set of knives or something. Lord Jadeth says no. <laughs> and she's like, why is this guy not more upset? This is like throwing his plans all out of whack. She gets up there, raises her veil, and everyone starts screaming. The stuff of nightmares. Like, oh gosh, yeah. How many how many brides before they get married like have terrible dreams about their hair falling out or something? <laughs> oh my god. Which yeah, that happens. She pulls off her veil and her hair goes with it, and she's like, "What the?" F-? Royal is stunned. Cynalon outraged, and even Omen is cl- clutching his Karathi pendant in shock. She looks at one of the mirrors and sees that she has become an Elantrian. So, yeah, you, you, you get up there, your wedding's about to happen, and you're a zombie. I'm sure every bride has that same nightmare. <laughs> yep. Everyone's worried about zombies. Uh, and Harithan's just back there like, such are the ho- judgments of holy J-Death. 
And we get from Hraithan's perspective, everyone's reactions like Royal is just sitting there, head in his hands, while Shuden is like, looks like he's going to go and demand her release. And Iandel is crying openly in the middle of the room. Even Hraithan is like, I'm, he's surprised that he does not take m- any more joy from what just happened. Why was he bothered that no one had shed tears at his own fall? You know, that's what happens when you're you're kind of a jerk. I don't know what to tell you, man. So Royal will not be crowned king. He no longer has the 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 blood ties, and he's still not richer than Tellery, so this time death was not the same as marriage, so he doesn't inherit all her money, which in hindsight might have been something to put in there, I'm mm. just saying. Yeah. yeah, it's bad over bad oversight, but, you know, he was trying to do something for her, and didn't uh, didn't work out. Yeah, nope. So there you go. Tellery had received Hraithan's message and had not acted against the wedding, and now his faith would be rewarded. The conquest of Erlon was almost complete. So things have really taken a, a turn in Hraithan's uh, favor at this point in the, in this section of chapters. He triumphantly returns from Elantris, and his biggest competition is now heading into Elantris. So I guess he's banking on her being destroyed somehow in Elantris. I don't I don't see what his long game is here, right? Because he knows that she's going to recover from it, and she could just e- as easily claim that Shukorath healed her. So I don't, mm. I don't really get what he thinks. Like he's just going to consolidate power quickly enough that five days is going to be enough, which I mean, I guess we have proven five days is a lot of time, <laughs> Yeah. but he's going to consolidate power that quickly and, and make it to where there's nothing she can do once she gets out. I just don't see the long game. I mean, if you actually get Tellery on the throne, then at that point, it's probably much harder to get him off of it than just like intercepting him to get yourself there first. There's a big difference between the two. So maybe yeah, five really. days is what he needs. Now that will has been read. It's like, well, yeah, Tellery's on now and he's, yeah. he's there. Like, I guess that's true. But it's like at the same time, Shu, like Shu Korath, if she claimed that it was, I mean, I guess he could say, no, 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 Jadith healed her. I, you know, I prayed for our dear princess and because, you know, she's so one such a wonderful person, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But at the same time, I just don't see, I don't see it playing. Like, this is not a master plan, at least not yet. Like there's, this guy's not, Hraithan's no Batman. He hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> thought that many steps ahead that I can see. So I just see this backfiring on him. I, I think, think I have an inkling, but I'll save the predicaments. Okay. Sorry, Jamie, what were you saying? I was saying he just needs her out of the way long enough to get the right people where they need to be. And, yeah, I, I don't think he's banking on her being in there forever. Or maybe he'll be like, okay, Tellery says that no one comes out. You know, I, I don't know. That maybe could happen, that she, yeah. Maybe that she will be, um, like, attacked or taken or something straight away. She won't last because she's weaker than him or something. Mm, that That could also be true. Because he doesn't know anything about what's really going on in there. And really, that kind of speaks to everyone who's so concerned about, or kind of like, well, I, I expected more from Hraithan going in here. And like, he would meet the Elantrians and learn what's going on. But if he had, then he might not have been as ready to do this to her. Sure. So there's that. But I think from the beginning, his approach has been, let's get a Dorethi person on the throne. And once you've converted the king, the nation is just a matter of time after that. Yeah, because most of his thing has been like, I mean, he's been trying to get like groundswell support also, but he's been working on getting Tellery on the throne this whole time. Like, that's been his thing. He started off by being like, hey, Iodon, maybe you need to convert. And when he said no, he's like, OK, now I can overthrow him and put somebody else on there. Uh, OK, sorry, we cut to Rayodin. 
and they're looking up at the top of the walls. And they're like, there's got to be a way up there. Because honestly, I mean, they built these big steps on the outside. They must have made a way to get up from the inside, right? That's kind of his logic. It's like the walls weren't made to keep people in or out. And he's also bothered by the fact that the guards have disappeared. Because he has no idea what's going on on the outside. So all he knows is all of a sudden, this guard force has always been very, very diligent about uh, showing themselves off how important they were guarding the interest. They've, they're all gone. So that is worrying. He's thinking... Has the East finally invaded? Like, or is there a war going on out there? And he knows if Erlon falls, then Viking Pope is not going to let Elantra stand there. They're going to kill everybody. Then Galadon spots a place. He's like, there, there's where we can get up. So they head over there. But before they have gotten too far, a messenger shows up and is like, hey, a newcomer has been thrown into the city. And they're like, yeah, okay, the walls will wait. We can go meet the new people. The newcomer turned out to be a she. And uh, feistier, uh, Daishi says, than your normal uh, newcomer. She screamed at the gate for a full ten minutes after they threw her in and threw her offering basket against the wall. Uh, I believe that. And Rodden walks up. He's trying to be cheery. He's like, hey, I'm willing to guess you've had a bad day. And she turns around and he recognizes her immediately. And she's like, you don't know the half of it, dude. And then she's like, what, you're here to steal my offering? And he's like, well, I mean, I can if I really if you want me to. But we don't really need it. Someone gave us a bunch of food not too long ago. And uh, she's like, I don't trust you anymore, spirit. And he says, did you ever? And she says, I wanted to, but I knew that I shouldn't. He's like, well, then you never really gave me a chance, did you? Which I feel like we talked about that at the time, too. Like, she was really looking for excuses to not trust him. But she also turned out to be kind of right, so. Yeah. And once again, we had a very short Raiden chapter. Because, as he says in the annotations, it's much more interesting to see new answers from Serene's perspective as uh, she's mm-hmm. discovering all of this. The scene where Raiden and Serene meet on equal grounds is, I hope, something people have been waiting for. I intended the moment where Serene lets Raiden take her hand to be a major event in the book. The phrase, for the first time, i.e. she took his hand for the first time, was added at my editor's suggestion. Personally, not as fond of it as I could be. My opinion is oftentimes making a passage shorter actually emphasizes it more. However, I wasn't so set against those four words that I insisted on not putting them in. So from Serene's perspective, she's just like, oh, like the change is stupefying, it says, as she walks from the dirty, grimy Elantris across a line, and all of a sudden everything is beautiful and white, as as if she'd stumbled into Domi's paradise. Floss stood in paradise. And uh, she's at first struck by all the amazingly colorful outfits people are walking <laughs> around in, and then she realizes, oh, right, that was me. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, it's like watching a Baz Luhrmann movie. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, yes, uh, he's like, welcome to New Elantris. Everything you assumed is no longer valid. And she's like, yeah, I can see that. And Mare comes up or Maari or whatever. And she's like, I don't yeah, think we're going to have any. From, uh, yeah, from, from this book. book. Right. Yeah. I don't think Art we're going to have story. anything in her size, Lord Spirit. Because remember, Serene is very tall and thin. And Spirit's like, yeah, well, do your best. It w- it would have been it would have been funny if like Raiden was like you calling my fiance fat <laughs> that would have oh, been a way to break the the news to her yeah it's like my wife is fat what <sighs> also excuse me you made all this stuff go make her something <laughs> <laughs> well apparently they have just a bunch on the rack now so uh, you don't have to make them constantly and Mare's very nice she's like yeah okay let's go see what we can find uh, they found a skirt a, a Blue skirt that shows her legs only up to mid-calf, so really it's not so bad. A bright red blouse and undergarments even, constructed from very bright materials. And she starts looking at herself in a mirror, and she's like, hey, you know, it's not... Wait, where'd this mirror come from? 
<laughs> it turns out some of those thin sheets of metal that she gave them have been uh, hammered around this rock to or a stone table or something to uh, make a mirror. It actually works remarkably well. It's like this chapter is just a parade of, of it's like, where did you get this? Oh, I gave you this. Yep. yep. Oh, the same beat over and over. <laughs> it's It's just so satisfying. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was me. Why does it smell also, fishy? Oh. That yeah. <laughs> What's that guy carving? Oh. <laughs> I like that they also have to get her men's shoes. And Mary's like, no, don't be embarrassed. You know, of course you have big feet. You got to have more to support how tall you are. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, right. Uh, anything. You can just shut up. And <laughs> yeah, just stop talking. It's fine. Yeah. It's like one Powers, time. like. I get it. I have bad teeth. <laughs> this one time, uh, my my beautiful wife, lovely woman, she was wearing a cardigan that was cow print. Okay. And she said, how does this look? And I said, "I what I meant to say was, looks like you're wearing cow skin. But what I said was, you look like a cow. Oh, that's not oh. the right thing to say at all. Oh. No, oh. it definitely it definitely was not oh. the right thing to say. Oh, man. <laughs> But, you know, it was a very sitcom moment in my real life. Oh, my gosh. That's great. It was at that moment he knew he screwed up. (laughs) Yeah, there should have been, like, a a guy dressed as Abraham Lincoln's like, now you fucked up. (laughs) That's something you would have known it before she even said it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was not good. Oh, my gosh. That's... Oh, cow print. Why? Why? Why you got cow print anyway? That's silly. Hey, you know, people are in Texas. They like cow print stuff. Mm. I don't see the appeal of it, but some people. Yeah. So, Plus, okay. all the cows that I've seen in Texas are like brown or black. Yeah, they're, they're not, not like that. the. the they're not like the white with. White, yeah. yeah, the white with the brown spots Spotty. or whatever. Uh, they, they also give her a scarf for her head, a bright red. Or, sorry, orange cloth scarf. And the lady's like, yeah, it helps us forget about not having hair. And she walks back out and tells Spirit, I feel like an insane rainbow. <laughs> and one of the first things she thinks is like, oh, man, he's tall enough for me. Which, uh, she's sizing him up almost unconsciously. Like, hey, this is, maybe we could work out. So like, my <laughs> wedding just wrapped up, damn it. Failed wedding number two. Th- third time's the charm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh. Yeah, he's like, you're just going to have to get used to the idea. We have to get used to the idea that we all look like Seca birds in the spring. They don't bother you that much after you wear them for a while. It's fine. Is Seca bird a real bird or is it a no, fake so. made up bird? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they must be made up. See, that, that that really annoys me. It's like you got horses and bears and Seca birds. A thing I made up. <laughs> Pick a lane. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but as they walk through New Atlantis, she notes that everyone seems to really love this guy. And she's like, not even my dad, who's generally well-liked, is this popular. Of course, he's also got a really small population here, so it's easier to be uh, popular with people. And they pass by a dude carving toys for children. He, he carved a beautiful stone horse and gives it to a little girl who claps enthusiastically. And she's like, oh, hey, that's one of those bent nails that I sent you. And he's like, yeah, that was you, – you got us on that one. Like, that was one of the hardest things that we've uh, – Try to find a use for. Like, we don't have enough fuel to melt them down. So it's like, what are we going to do with all these bent nails? <laughs> and they start talking. She's, He's like, you're right to be wary of me. I did betray you. I was a tyrant. And she's like, you're not a tyrant. The people here love you, and there cannot be tyranny where there is love. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but okay. 
And he, he says, I suppose the time during your trial wasn't a complete loss. I gained something very important during those weeks. And she says the supplies. And he says that too. And I think uh, Brandon notes in the annotations for this chapter. It's like, this is one of the cheesiest lines in the book, but uh, he thought it was still fun. Yep. <laughs> and then she's like, Hey, who's that guy carving that horse? And he's like, Oh, that's tan. Uh, you might know him as Andon. It's like the gang leader. Yeah. Well, he used to be a sculptor and lost himself for a while when he came in here. So, your roommate is malfunctioning Eddie, the car dealer. <laughs> Sounds better than Flexo. No, not <laughs> yeah, no, well. not Flexo. Roberto. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's the roommate you don't want. Practice my stabbing, Red. <laughs> he he takes her all around New Atlantis. Does not show her the Hall of the Fallen. He doesn't uh, quite feel like doing that at the moment. So apparently she'd been locked away all night waiting for the time during the day when they throw New Atlanteans in because her wedding happened late in the afternoon. And she kept waiting for somebody to show up, Aish in particular, and nobody came. And she's trying to remember, like, when was the last time I saw them? I guess he must be, like, all messed up now, like the other seance of people who go into Elantris. She smells the fish, and he's like, ah, yeah, we got you on that one. We knew you'd send us rotten fish, so that's why we asked for this, to use as fertilizer. And she's like, oh, man, I was wrong to do all that to you. He's like, hey, don't you start. I'll lock you in a room with Galadon, and then you can learn what true pessimism is. <laughs> and she's like, who's that? And he's like, oh, that big guy that you met at the gates. And she's like, the doula? I've never heard of a pessimistic doula. Yeah, no one has, apparently. Galadon's a special kind of dude. He takes her into that room where they started out early and they discovered it was a chapel, and she immediately recognizes it as a chapel. And he's like, how'd you do that? And she's like, well, I mean, the scenes carved around here are straight out of Do Korath, which I guess is their holy book or something. Someone didn't pay enough attention in chapel school. So she's figured out that he's some sort of nobleman, and he claims to be a very minor the second son of a minor lord from South Erlon. And then he starts glowing and falls down. And she's like, what the? And he screams. And we get what Brandon mentions in the annotation as the other finalist for cheesiest line, where when he wakes back up and sees her, he's like, when I opened my eyes, I thought that time I died for certain. Because he opens his eyes and sees her and it's like, oh, I've gone to heaven or something, you know, so. Yeah. Or whatever their equivalent is. I don't know how it works for these people. <laughs> And he goes, no, she says, should I get help? And he says, no, this is becoming a common occurrence. And she's like, wait, for, for everybody? He's like, no, no, just for me. I'm the only one the door is trying to destroy. And she's like, wait, wait, wait. What does the Jesker, what does Jesker have to do with this? He's like, oh, hey, you know a lot, huh? He's like, oh, thank God Galadon isn't here to hear that one. Well, no, I mean, he's the one who told him in the first place that the door is like from Jesker. Yeah, but he was really, he was always really insulted. He's like, look, the Jeskeri don't have like the monopoly on the door, man. Yeah, at least she didn't, that, you know, bring up the mysteries. Was, that's what really upsets him. Yeah, that's yeah, that's true. I realized as soon as I said it. And uh, he's like, wow, you know a lot. And she goes, no, what I want to know is why a quote unquote humble servant of Domi thinks the Jesker over spirit is trying to destroy him. He's like, well, it has to do with Aeon Door. And she's like, Aeon Door? That's just a legend. That's stupid. And uh, he starts drawing an Aeon and she's like, oh, damn. OK, I was wrong. Uh, tell me, teach me about this. This is awesome. I feel like people should be recognizing more easily that Aeon Door and The Door are associated in some way, but maybe that's just me. Mm. But then we cut directly to later that night. She's fallen asleep in a room. I guess she's got a room with a couple other ladies. And she's just, like, taking it all in, all the crap that's happened, how embarrassing all of this was. Her only consolation was that she'd probably never see any of them again. And that's when Aish finds her. And she's like, holy crap. Aish? He's like, oh, oh, blessed Domi, it is you. And she's like, wait, you'd never use the Lord's name. And he says, if he has brought me to you, then he has his first say on convert. 
which that's sweet. And she's like, you shouldn't even be able to talk. You're supposed to be crazy. And he's like, yeah, I know, but I don't feel any different. And she says a miracle. And he's like, well, a wonder if nothing else, but maybe I should look into converting to shoe Korath. <laughs> oh man, I've got to enter the chapel now. <laughs> well, apparently Sinalon is the one who threw him out. So, and that's why she's like, Sinalon would never hear of it. Of course, his disapprovals never stopped us before, has it? And they get into a discussion where he's like, I was too late to see you get thrown in. And she's like, nah, it was, you were actually too early. And she's like, come back tomorrow. And he's like, what do you mean come back? I'm not leaving you. And she's like, no, just trust me. I need you to go get news from Kay and let everyone know that I'm okay. And then come back. And he's like, okay, well, hold on. Your dad wants to talk to you. And her dad is furious that the patriarch didn't even try to get her let out. But she's like, now nah, we have to be fair. If a peasant's daughter can be cast into a lantris, then a king's daughter shouldn't be the exception. And he's like, I'm coming to get you out of there. Oh, hang on, like, hang on. You skipped over, if my reports are true, then no one should be thrown into that pit. Who has he got spying in Elantris? Is he also listening to the rumors? Well, I mean, I I feel like he's probably <laughs> also heard the same stuff that she and H were getting from the guards about how horrible everything is in there. Oh, uh, okay. Because anyone actually in Elantris would be able to tell him that like, things have changed recently. But yeah, she's like, he's like, I'm getting you out. And she's like, no, we can't do that. We can't send troops and alienate Aralon. He's like, look, they're not even going to be our ally for long if my spy's predictions are accurate. So Duke Tellery's consolidating power, and then he's going to take stuff, he's going to take the country. They have a big argument, and she's like, I'm not leaving. And he's like, come on, you got to leave. You, you don't even, Erlon is not your home. Honestly, I think, sir, yeah, I'm impressed by her determination here, because I'd be like, yeah, no, please, come get me out of here. This is, even with nicer Elantris, maybe it's just because she likes this dude, but I'd be like, no, I'm done. Let's Let's go. And she's like, no, I have to stay here. They've become my people, and I have to I have to stand with them and try to save them and so on and so forth. And the king ends by telling Ace, you watch over and protect her. If she's injured, you will call me. And he's like, as I ever have and ever will, my king. <laughs> and Eventio tells her, Serene, I'm, gonna set, I'm setting up the armada. Let your friends know any ship approaching Tio will be sunk without question. I can't risk the safety of my people. And they say goodnight, and that is the end of our section. So, yeah. A lot of a uh, lot of things happening. One big main thing, Serene now getting thrown in. But let's do predicaments. What do you guys think? Where are we going? Um. Okay. Predicaments. Predicaments. What do I predict? I had something before. What was it? Oh no. Oh my god. I forgot my predicament. <laughs> maybe, maybe Joe goes and we come back to you. Yeah. Come back to me. Just come back to me. Oh. Damn it. All right. No worries. Uh, so I think I can't, it's, you know, the audience, the listeners, it's been less time for them, but for me, it's been a while. Uh, I think I predicted that he might use the thing on Sereni and I don't even remember. Yeah, I I don't, I think multiple people thought it was a possibility. Yeah. I think, I think we all brought it up at some point. Yeah. So again, I'm. Uh, like I said before, I'm kind of confused about what Krathen's long game is here. So I assume he's going to try to scramble and get Telri put on the throne ASAP. As far as the assassination assassin, if he's going to use him for a different purpose, it would be cool if he had him like try to assassinate Diloff. But I don't know that that's going to happen. And so I I predict, I would hope, that given she's going to be in there for a few days, that Serini would finally... Uh, figure out that that spirit is Raiden. That is that is what I predict and hope will happen because I feel like we've we've gone too long with this thing of her not knowing and uh, him not telling her and all the rest of this. So I would hope and predict that that will occur and they will form. Like I, I think I predicted in this a previous 
previous time, I, I, I hope to form some kind of alliance on the outside and the inside, because, you know, hopefully she is going to be able to go back out. And in doing so, they will strengthen one another and all that good jazz. So that's what I predict will happen. As far as um, what's going on with Raiden, with like the door trying to push through him, I think I think uh, Dak talked about this in the past, and we've kind of come to the conclusion that yeah, the door's like been opened through him because of his his you know practicing of the aeons and stuff, and it's probably just going to keep getting worse because something's blocking the flow. So maybe that's uh, where we're going. Somehow they're going to figure out what's blocking the door and and be able to to help fix that because obviously we know from we know from secret history that you know these elantrians do are able to use the aeons at some point so i would imagine that's where we're going just based on that um mm. so that's uh, that's my prediction okay that's fair I, I don't know that we actually saw them use aeons in secret history did we yeah i don't know they, they used some kind of magic they was they were definitely glowing yeah and their stuff was glowing. And their stuff was glowing. Yeah, the whole the whole fortress was glowing. So, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And that obviously was like a weird mind. They were in the mind realm though, so maybe that's a whole different. Yeah, thing. it could know. be completely that separate. Is, yeah, that is true. Okay. I remembered my predicament. I was about to ask. I was like, Jamie, did you get in there? Okay, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was thinking. So we we were talking about. Serene and like Raiden hasn't announced like who he is or said who he is. Serene is going to be the one who lets him know what's happened to his father. Um, he didn't actually want he didn't want any harm to come to his dad, even though like when he was sneaking in and stuff, he didn't want Karada to to actually hurt him. So I think that's still going to probably hit him hard. Obviously, there's the realization that he's one died, but two that he was a you know pagan murderer. Yeah, neither of those is fun. So yeah. Uh, but then knowing sort of, I guess, more about what's happening on the outside and what's happening there, I think that's where Serene and Raiden like that. The, he'll be truthful about who he is, and then that'll sort of tie into what Joe was saying about having that strengthened alliance on the outside. So they've only got you know five days theoretically to sort all of that out, and then get out and, and stop, I guess, whatever's happening or Raiden. I'm alive or you know Serene and I are actually still married or I don't know because he's not dead even though everyone thinks he's dead I don't know mm-hmm. if that changes in the contract because when Iodin died I think he's now uh, she's now no longer wed to Raiden yeah I don't, I don't know. know I have no uh, idea how it was. <laughs> well we've yeah. talked about if if it even counts because Raiden didn't die but he kind of died because he went into Elantris so now they've both kind of died as far as anyone's good so yeah uh, who knows it's a bit weird but yeah i think that that's how he's going to find out about his dad anyway and that will be the catalyst for whatever he's planning to do next mm. okay that's reasonable yeah i hadn't even thought about the fact that he doesn't know his dad is dead no okay so um i think first i've got, I got a couple here so first and foremost i think like Hraithan, knows the deadline on Serene, you know, recovering is coming up. So I think his assassin buddy uh, that he he brought in has had a twofold job. One was spiking her with the potion to make her look like an Elantrian. And the second half is to track her down in Elantris, like get in there somehow, find her and kill her so that she can't come back out, like, you know, all healed, which I think 
that could be really cool because like he'll get like the assassin will get into Elantris and realize I can't tell any of these people apart, and he winds <laughs> up and he winds up killing the wrong person, and that leads to Hraithan like feeling secure in his position only for Serene to come out anyway, and he realizes, oh shit, we got the wrong one. So I I think I think that would just be a really cool little twist. The assassin's like, shit, which one is it? I don't know. So I think I think that would be an interesting little wrinkle for Hraithan's plans. Like he's just feeling so secure in himself. He's got confirmation that his greatest enemy has been killed. And then it turns out, oh, the assassin just fucked up. So I think, uh, yeah, I think that'll happen. I think uh, ultimately Hraithan is going to fail somehow, whether Telri stabs him in the back or Serene comes in and upsets his plans. Like Hraithan's three month deadline will elapse without him having succeeded. And Wern will send through something from Dark Ore Monastery. Mm. I think one of these demons he's been hyping up is going to show its face and we should be like, oh, dear God. And then that will be like the final conflict of the book. Yeah. So I think I, I feel like, yeah, we're hyping up Dark Horror and what comes out of there so much. Like, I think you actually said it earlier in this episode, like something has got to come from that. It's not just going to be like a bunch of vague background references to this thing. It's like we're going to have to see why Hraithan is so terrified. Saving all for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing I had is, like, this is just, like, I'm really trying to get into Dilaf's head. We know that he's older than he thinks, that, uh, than we think, or than, than we originally thought, at least. Mm-hmm. And he's been around for a while, and he hates the Elantrians more than anyone else. I'm trying to crack why. I feel like his beef with Elantris is deeply, deeply personal, whether that was he had someone who the Elantrians refused to save, or oh. he... Or whether he lived in Elantris at one point and like he wanted more than anything else to become an Elantrian and just never got taken and over time that resentment like built up and turned him against them. I, feel I thought like- that is what he said. Sorry to interrupt you, but no, didn't- he said that he's lived in Aralon and that like they saw them as gods or whatever and then their gods fell and were ugly or something like that. He he hasn't yeah. told us that he lived in Elantris. I, that's oh, okay. that was- well, there was some note where, like, someone at some point said he lived in one of the southern provinces and then came up to Elantris, but that could all be a lie. We don't know. Yeah, he yeah, told what, us he came. He was, like, the, the leader of a chapel in the south or something and came up here and brought, like, his converts from that chapel with him. So by the time he said he claims that he came to Kay, that he, he was already long a follower of Shudereth. And, so, and that could be the truth. He could have, like, uh, turned his back on Elantris, uh, come down and, and taken up Shudereth. Um, Shudereth instead and like had his monastery in the south and then come back for whatever reason like that could that could there could be partial truths hidden in there um i feel like this is also why he doesn't have any stock in hraithan's recovery like he's not won over like the rest of them like in his head hraithan is still touched by elantris in some way so he still deserves his hatred mm. so i feel like yeah that's all got to come in play. We need to know more about him. Like there was that note that like he seemed to be aware of the three month deadline, so maybe he could be Wern's backup plan uh, in case Wraithan fails. Like hell, maybe Dilaf is secretly from Dark Horn Monastery. We don't know. Um, but <laughs> well, apparently yeah, no. he's a, he's like an Aralene. I don't know that like Wraithan uh, doesn't think that anyone not from Fjorden could rise very high in the ranks. So that might be tricky. I mean, it could be, but the fact of the matter is we don't know what goes on in Dark Horse. We don't know what their admissions process is like. That's uh, true. If they get someone with the right skills, they may not care what country they're from. So, mm-hmm. and if, and yeah, maybe, maybe Dilaf is just like, that's like that skilled and he hated the Elantrians so much. One's like, well, okay, we'll train this guy in Dark Horse, make him into an absolute monster and then get him ready when the time is right to deal with Elantris. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we don't know. 
I really want to get inside Dilaf's head because, yeah, there's still a lot to find out there. Um, but, I, yeah, I, ultimately this comes down to, I suspect his beef with Elantris is deeply, deeply personal, which is why he's he hates him so much and why he doesn't tr- he still doesn't trust Raytheon even after recovering. Yeah, that level of hatred that he seems to have kind of, I, I agree, it feels personal. It feels like not like an impersonal hatred. Yeah. Like this is this is not these are demons who sinned against God. They deserve to be punished. It's like no, these are people who sinned against me, and I mm. want them to suffer. I have one question for y'all that uh, the Dak kind of brought up the uh, the three month deadline, and it's like I think he thinks that it's going to elapse and something's going to show up as a result of that. So we less than two months at this point have passed. We're we're less than two thirds of the way through the deadline, and we are now seventy three percent of the way through the book. So how long? Do you guys think the rest of this is going to take? We know if and when the Sanderlance starts that things tend to happen fast. So do we think that there's going to be another month and some change in the last quarter of the book? Or do we think that the five days that Serene's going to be in Elantris are the entirety of the rest of the book is going to be covered or somewhere in between? What do you guys think? I can give it a week. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, 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 there hasn't been like big time skips in this book that I feel like that we've seen so for the sake of consistency i would say that the most that the book would go is maybe right up on to the deadline like maybe you know the last chapter is the zero hour and then you know some crazy thing saves them all but i don't know okay for some reason when you said some crazy thing saves them all the first thing i thought is like watchmen and the giant squid alien yeah. creature <laughs> which sure, uh, that would sure, be a thing push, sure they train squid in dark Hall. Damn you, Sharktopus! <laughs> it's like a squid shows up with like seven katanas or six, whatever like the squid <laughs> yeah. has. Six. I'm here for shoot, Dareth. Ah! I don't know why the squid sounds like that. <laughs> Just because it does, man. The tentacle monster. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, tentacle monster is back. <laughs> I'm still a little disappointed that there wasn't a tentacle monster. I don't know. Yeah. Ruin in Secret History was a little bit tentacle monster. Oh, it was kind of more spider legs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like really, who, who prefers spiders to squid? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, nobody's like, let's go get some fried spider. I mean, come on. <laughs> okay. I guess let's hit... We got a couple emails and one comment from YouTube that I wanted to touch on. So we'll do the YouTube one first. Waldo commented on uh, one of the early Final Empire episodes saying, this is great. I hope you keep going. You guys don't talk over each other. You all talk fast enough that I don't feel like I have to times the speed. The layout of you do- going into only a few chapters is great. I wish I'd, ha- I'd known about this while I was reading. And the fact that you read quotes from the book. The questions you ask the first readers are great and the responses are amazing. You all work together well and mostly only talk when need leaving no dead air. So that was nice. Thanks, Waldo. We appreciate your encouragement. Waldo also uh, commented on one of the other episodes asking if we stopped after Well of Ascension because those are the last uh, episodes I've uploaded and that was a while ago. No, uh, we have not stopped as anyone listening now since we're doing Elantris hopefully knows. I just have fallen way behind on uploading to YouTube and I promise that I mean to do it. It's just hard to find the time. Yeah. What he said. But thanks for enjoying. Yeah. I yeah. hope, Waldo, that you get to hear this someday. <laughs> Uh, and then we got two emails. The first one is from Galon. 
I don't have anything in particular to say other than words of appreciation. I really enjoy the recaps and thoughts about what's happening in the story. The Sander Lanch is a weekly must-listen. Without y'all, I wouldn't have any folded laundry at all because I <laughs> can incentivize some chores by getting to listen while I do them. Yeah, that's <laughs> the Sander Lanch. You can fold your laundry to it. <laughs> uh, I hate to break it to you that my now four-year-old still asks me to turn it back to the music if he hears your intro music and then the actual talking part starts everybody's a critic keep That's up the true. good work was this the person that 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 emailed us a long time ago that says oh my two-year-old loves your music or i don't three -year -old. remember uh, I, I i i would have to do some searching to try to figure that out yeah might be could I, be the last one email we have is from angela two been a while since we heard from angela or either angela i think so yeah Hi, Sander Lanch crew. It's been a while. Let me assure you that despite that, I am still very much enjoying the podcast. I figured I would be writing in more often for Lantris since it's one of my favorite Brandons, despite it being his early work. But I guess there isn't as much controversy that needs weighing in on as Mistborn had. I don't have much to say other than it finally happened. Someone has made a random joke and unknowingly nailed a predicament. I'm looking forward to whenever the big reveal happens. Oh, come on. We've, made, we've done that several times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. Congrats to Dak and Jamie on the new little one. I love hearing the random baby sounds in the background of the show. <laughs> hey, well, there you go. Yeah. Wasn't the time of next. Colo, Angela, too. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the little one's a star. Yeah. I wish you'd sleep more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that goes. Yep. Oh, man. But I guess, it, I guess there hasn't been maybe as much... Strong. I mean, we haven't had uh, somebody that we hate as much as Spook or even Orion to like it's rag true. on. Mm. Nobody's polarized me so far. We haven't had like as uh, something as morally gray as what Breeze does and uh, his influence of people. So yes, actually, uh, I, I, I might inject that there have been people that we hate as much as those people, but we're meant to hate them as opposed mm. to Spook and Orion, who we were actually supposed to like. So. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look at look at Iodon. We trashed that guy, and everyone's oh, like, "Oh yeah. yeah, no one is gonna uh, fight us on true. hating Iodon." <laughs> yeah, I I mean, Dak, I have to stop you though, because really, you said we hate as much. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I hate anybody in this book as much as old Spooky. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally, totally. That is fair. Thank you for the emails, y'all. If uh, if anyone would like to send us emails, the address is the at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all those sorts of places. I need to remember to post something on those places on Monday when the episode that we're skipping would be out. So everyone will have. A... We said it last week, but I still want to make sure we put something out. Be like, hey, guys, by the way, not new, not new episode this week. Music, Music by Miracle, by of, Miracle Sound. of Sound. Oh, <laughs> yes. Music by Miracle of Sound. Yes. Oh, pff, no, duh. So for next time. I hear there's something else missing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For next time, we are reading seven chapters. Ooh, so, is that a record? Yeah, I think it might be. Yeah. 42 through 48. Well, there you go. I'm not even sure in Secret History we ever did that many segments at once. No, so. I don't think so. It's funny, though, because I could tell why we were reading so many chapters when I would get to it on my phone, because uh, I read my books on my phone through my mm -hmm. Kindle app, and it's like... I would turn to the next chapter, and it's like three minutes to complete this chapter. I was like, oh, this is short. <laughs> That's a short one. Yep, so 42 through 48. Several short ones in there. So maybe maybe, maybe we're reaching Sanderland's territory. Things are happening quickly. Lots of lots of quick cuts. Boop, boop, boop. No, I don't know. One character there we're getting three chapters of, so. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who is I mean, we just got right, Serene was the last one. So yeah, Hraithan and Hraithan and Hraithan, yeah. Oh man, and then we'll finally be back to like the normal. <laughs> Like yeah. one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. For for one episode. <laughs> Thanks for shitting on that. <laughs> because the one after that is five, so we'll get the three, and then we we'll get two. So. All right. Oh man. We'll so, yes. Coming. Uh, come back next time. Everyone, read those chapters. You three especially. The rest of y'all do do what you want, I guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> come back, and uh, we will discuss a lot of chapters. Wasn't to the time of next. Colo? My name's